0: Jared. Johnny Katz, mate. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. Thanks for coming out.
0: Thanks for inviting me down to your nice little apartment. This You're is the f- beautiful.
1: Thank you. You're the first comic that found my door without ringing me on the street going, I don't know where it is. I give up.
0: You said to me when I opened the door, You, you read, there's, a, there's a correlation between the more creative being able to be like the less sort of, what is it?
1: Practical? I think something like, because you're in the military. Oh, used to be, Or you used be, yeah. to be in the military. And I think that discipline and that logistical process of breaking things down, organizing yourself, you were able to find my apartment door.
0: Call me crazy. I, I went on to Google. Yeah. I put in your address. It yeah. came up. It came up with a map. I looked at the map <laughs> and I went, oh, I'll go there. And yeah. I, I, I thought about the whole thing in advance. So I'm a like, genius. Throw it around if you want.
1: Right? Yeah, the other side of the spectrum is the more drugs a comic takes and the more aloof he is or <laughs> she's, they're ringing me out in the middle of the street, going, "I give up, I don't know where you fucking." I'm place I'm in Abbotsford. Is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So how you doing, man?
0: I'm good, man. I'm looking forward to where we're about to head off to. What gig in? Where was he? Three and a half hours away.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's uh, north of Bendigo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Karang.
0: It's. Where I did, Like, I like going out to those gigs.
1: I was going to ask you that. Yeah, you do, don't you?
0: Yeah, it's fun. Like, you got to chase the crowds, right? You do those people aren't these people. All people are different, right?
1: Yeah. Have you noticed um, a pattern in country Victoria or country gigs? They're more. Uh, you kind of you can't fuck around too much with your setups.
0: You got to. You. I think like it's about trust building, right? You got to build some form of equity with them, like quite yeah. quickly. I I always think that um, you got to identify relatability really fast, and um, I think these audiences like they'll they'll happily listen to you, but they won't go with your weird premise. Yeah. You know, the less like, weird, the better. They Not first. Like if you, like say, let's just use the 10 minute like sort of set as an example. Like if you can get them on the four, like in the four minute mark and you're punchy and you got them laughing or whatever, like you've said, you've seen one of them and you've done a bit of crowd work and you you've shit on their friend and they like that. Then they might go with like, Hey, I thought about this and like, let's break this apart from seven different ways. But if you're open with that, mm straight away like you can just lose them and i don't think that's a bad i'm not saying that as a way of being like they're not with it or they're not smart because they're not they're just simpler
1: is that what do you think i mean without disrespecting them or doing them any disservice i uh there's probably a better word but i can't pick up but simple is uh uh, maybe yeah, I, I'm not, I'm struggling as well to find the word, but I know exactly where you're, where you're going.
0: But there's a level of like doing well on stage into these places that doesn't exist in the city. Like I've seen people piercing themselves, yeah. like in pain, like their sides literally hurt, and like I've seen a lot of city comedians find a new level of bomb, where that people just don't know what they're talking about and they lose respect and then someone in the audience will talk back to them and they will say something and then everyone loses it. And it's mm. like there's a new level of pain down there too. Yeah. And that's really humbling for a lot of people. I don't think, I think, I don't think everyone can do it straight away.
1: I don't think so either. It's in a different the, skill set. Yeah, it took me a while to get used to it. Uh, Evan Hocking does a lot of them, so he sort of—he's good at it. He's very, very fucking good at it. He gave me a few at the beginning to sort of break me in, and um, I started finding. My, at one point in time, I was dying so horribly. I've died a lot, bad, ho- bad deaths in country, and. Uh, what do you think
0: changed the switch for you? What was that switch?
1: Changing my setups to um, just give him funny jokes in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then start going down the path of. Um, I take mushrooms occasionally. I smoke a few joints. But they'd love that, wouldn't they? They do, but not straight up. (laughs) Like, whoa, make us laugh with some quick jokes, you know? Yeah. I don't know how I'll approach it tonight because I'm on last, so it's easier I can see what bullets get thrown at you guys or how you guys deal with it. I'm going to
0: MC. So, like, I'll generally try and spend some time with the audience beforehand. Mm, To get a gauge? I might even go table to table. Just yep. say, hey, this is what's going to happen. And so then when I go on, like I've kind of warmed myself up Yeah. on a personal way. Just let them know like, hey, it's going to be all right. Because a lot of people these out in these country places too, they still think comedy is what they see on YouTube in like the heckle sense. Mm. So they won't want to sit up the front. Yeah. They won't want to do this because they're scared. And like, I don't know about you, but comedy is very rarely like that.
1: Um, yeah, but I can understand the audience. Like so, if I went and saw a gig, I wouldn't sit at the front. Yeah. But I just no one else. I'll
0: try and, so when I first step on stage, it's there, it's okay with them. I might even like stand at the door as they're coming in. I don't know what they're going to do, if they're going to have dinner or something, but I'll just try and do a bit of that. And then I'll go out and I'll be
1: so just, is this as happy as I
0: can for three minutes. Yeah. Is
1: this before the gig? You'll, yeah. Yeah. You'll greet people. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fucking great idea. Well,
0: it's not for me. It's for the acts, right? Yeah, it's, but
1: you're also breaking the barrier that...
0: It's just don't. like, it's okay. Like, I just want, like, it's they don't know what's going to happen. And that's jarring. So it's like, I might just pop to a table and go, Hey, you going? like what did, how did you find out? Oh, what is it? Like, she bought the tickets. It's your birthday. Okay, cool. Yeah, no worries. You want me to say something? Oh, no, I won't. Say, don't worry about it. I won't say something. You know, like, it's just, like, do a little bit of crowd work on a personal level and not in front of everyone. But just, and then when I walk on, I can get to the point quick because it's, because that first act's got to come on, do seven or whatever. And that's it. That's what it's about. You know, I think, I think hosting and emceeing in a, like, it might sound wanky, but it's like, yes, it's not about you, but it's about the audience. And if you can just like get to the point, break it down, like they, if you MC really, really well, someone should come up to you afterwards and tell you that you should do comedy. You know, like they'll be like, that was great. You should really try doing comedy. And you're like, motherfucker, I have been like, well, you know, and that's why you think I'm good.
1: It's a fantastic compliment and it shouldn't yeah. be taken the wrong way. I love it. Brad Oaks told me once he received a weird compliment. Someone came up to him in the break in a very popular comedy club and said, um, there's no toilet paper they felt comfortable enough <laughs> because they thought approach, he was staff. They thought he was everything because that's what the master of ceremonies is. He's the master. I love that so much. So Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you, do you think it's a credit to you that you're just, uh, 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 I think a lot of people say this about you on the circuit. You're easily likable. You're, um, you're like that. That's yeah, good. that's good. I mean, and you've got this face that's, uh, it's just easy. And it's like, you're just that, just the cut of the mold, the normal. Like, this guy's got to be likable. He's just... Oh, your exactly. every favorite son at the barbecue. <laughs> Does that I make mean, sense? Like, well... You're just easy on the eye. You're not challenging. You're not like... You don't come out like Jim Jefferies at MC. Like, all right, cunts. Like, you're just really likable from the get-go.
0: I think from, like... That's obviously a plus, right? If, absolutely. If I'm upset about that, then there's deeper shit going on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think in a longevity sense of, like, hey, do I want to do this full-time? That's going to get an issue because... You know, like I'm that'll with that exact thing, it's going to be hard to stand out. Mm. So, like, that's something I'm going to have to figure out whether I need to challenge myself. Um, well, how long in, have you but, sorry, how, go long on. You doing? Yeah, how
1: long have you been? Yeah, how long have you been gigging?
0: Uh, just just ticked up five years.
1: Oh, wow, that's nothing.
0: Yeah, with it with the covert break in there, too. So,
1: oh, wow, so, so yeah, probably three, three three and a half
0: stage time. Yeah, yeah, but I, I've been going hard, I've, I've yes. worked very hard I, every do. morning i i get up i generally get up and write every day for a, at least well until i'm done you know you don't stop until you finish you stop until you're done right and you just like i don't know like i, I really want to do this i think most people are, are no, you say, scared you say to i
1: don't know but i think that's just really a comma you do know no i do yeah you're right actually you fucking Johnny. do know i know exactly what i could do you yeah know exactly what you want well this is the first thing i love
0: you know, like it's outside of like people or like, I love this. You know, I've done a lot of shit things in my life. I've done a lot of shit jobs. I've done a lot of things I've thought I wanted to do that I was passionate about. I used to, um, be a chef. So I was in the military. Then I left that because I wasn't there for seven years. We'll get to that. But, uh, then I became a chef cause I was, I was like, I wanted to create. And it was something that I was really enjoyed about. And I wanted to run a restaurant that was like sort of highly regarded. And like, if you talk to me in that time, there wasn't any other goal. Like, I hit that hard. I finished an apprenticeship and ran a restaurant in, like, six years. Like, I just just did it. And um, as huh. soon as it was highly rated, I I quit in, like, six months. How old are you? I'm 34, five next year. Wow. And, but, like, I got my goal. Hmm. And then there was nothing left. And I went, and I, I left the industry to get out of it because I was, like, did you oh. feel like
1: you completed it? It's, or
0: I mean, I could have gone further. I mean, like, uh, like our restaurant just got listed in the Good Food Guide, and um, like I could have then gone. I want to do something else and um, and get a chef hat. Like all these wank things that like are some form of prestige. Yeah, but like I worked hard on that, harder than I'd done on anything. Like I think everyone wants to be on Everest, but you got to love climbing, right?
1: That's a good one. Who so you yeah. and I and this I says that. I, I don't know me
0: and um, <laughs> Jared Gaudry does. That's a great one. And um, I just wanted Everest, and, and I and I at the with end with cooking. Yeah, and I got it, and then I was like, I can't climb any longer. Like, and then with something with comedy, like I I could do this every day. I could do this four times a day. If there's, I could do four gigs a day. I love it. I love everything about it. I love comedians. I love hanging out. I think comedians are the best people in the world. Like they're twisted. And they're funny, you know, like if, if I was at a funeral and there was another comedian there, like I didn't know, I'd just hang out with them, Mm. you know, and we'd have a good time. Mm. I love everything about it. It's, I love the, it's so It's difficult. It's so unnecessary. Like the fact that like we're even doing, speaking to each other now on microphones means there's too many people in the world. Like, like we shouldn't do it. It, We should be toiling in a field, (laughs) you know, like we're just, it's, we've, we're we're privileged, man. Like. It's and we fucking great.
1: It's the hardest thing in the world I've done.
0: I think it's, it's the hardest. I was in the military, right? Yeah. This is harder. This is so yeah. much harder. This is... Like, I fucking dug a hole for three days and no sleep. Bomb on stage. Fucking, like, yuck. Like, it's it's so difficult. And it's wicked. Because you can't clock it. It's unclockable. It's adrenaline. Like, you you can't clock comedy.
1: So Let me... um Before I unpack that, let me talk about... So, why you walked away from chefing. You mm. just felt... You didn't want to cook anymore. You just felt like you you achieved that goal. I think there's something like the
0: 10,000th meal you make for someone else where you just go, like, I love cooking. Still do.
1: Yeah. How does that differ to stand up? Because stand up, you're creating each night, you're creating something different. Like a chef, you're creating a different meal. Is there more of a, 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 is it just the chemicals in the brain that are involved with stand up? They're just, it's a wilder rush.
0: Not many people, like, I really associate or know this about cooking especially in a fine dining sense is it's it's like a it's like a adrenaline you know like kitchens are a full-on it's a team it's time-based it's uh there's problems every four minutes chef yeah yeah so i ran a restaurant in richmond and before that i worked at a two added restaurant in Fritzroy that was like insane you know like dinner for two with wines is like you know half a grand um and that was proper insane like it well, i i'm I like adrenaline, right? That's that's my entire life, mm. and yeah, like it. You see, sort of like chefing's become really cool, but um, you know, for every cool people you see on telly, there's some guy having a fucking cigarette on a bin, you know, yeah. like at the back, and you know, guys that are hev-
1: heavy drug use. Was there violent moments in a kitchen? Because oh yeah, like verbally,
0: definitely. Yeah, I mean, um, physically, not so much, but like man verbal and emotional violence is.
1: amazing put downs like just really derogatory shit yeah 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 big i've, time. I've seen stuff like that it's me out. it's and it
0: hurts people's feelings it destroys them greatly yeah they want
1: you out of the kitchen unless you're rock solid
0: and i came from the military right so i was like giddy up let's go <laughs> you want to f- <laughs> nah man like this is cool like i can you want will i can join in you know like i could i was i was invincible in a kitchen For a bit. You know what I mean? Like I was like an ultimate team guy and like a, like a leader Mm. because like the military, I joined the military when I was, I was 18. I I didn't, (sighs) creative. You want to go on the other end of the spectrum? Army. Like there, there's not much creativity there at all. You know? So you joined the army at 18. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I joined to get out of, I didn't, I was living in Perth. All my friends, Perth, pretty devoid of culture. I won't say that in a bad way for, you know, all my friends there. Like, but in a creative sense, it's come a long way. But um, my friends got apprenticeships. They went to the mines. They did this. They did that. Mm. Um, I didn't want to do that. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew it was bigger than that. Mm. And I couldn't start that journey because I wouldn't get out. You know, I'd have two two jet skis and a fucking Ute, and a, and a missus that I hate. I've got every Marvel film on DVD. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, I, that's I didn't. I life. Didn't. I've got a room with like action figures. Like yeah. I didn't want that. I didn't want to go to like. <laughs> I didn't say to the missus like, "What are we doing today? Oh, we're going to fucking the shops again. Cool. Love Westfield. I didn't. I didn't want that. Yeah. Um. So I went to the quickest thing, I could think of, and like I don't know. You just got out of control, I went, I went to literally the recruitment center, watched this video and they have this video and it's amazing. They cut together like really quick edits of like people shooting machine guns and then like high-fiving each other. Like, like Top Gun music? It's wicked. Awesome. Like it, I was like getting kind of hard and like, they're <laughs> like, Hey, just sit and watch this thing for like 20 minutes. And it's like, do, 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 do. Like it's. It's amazing. Like it would have cost them so much money tonight. So that
1: came along like a portal to another dimension. You were like, I, well, can I just step through and go and I'm this, out.
0: I, I I have joked about this on stage, but I sat in a room with this dude who was like massive. He had like a rack of medals and he just kinda like looked left, looked right, leant into me and he's like, Mate, do you know how much like pussy you're gonna get? <laughs> like <laughs> this wasn't in the brief, but he was like, um, I can see and I my eyes exploded. My brain was like <laughs> What's the fucking catch, mate? You mean you mean I could shoot guns and get laid? Fuck. And, like, I couldn't tell you that it was the furthest thing from that possible. Like, you just go really? to some dead shit place and there's, like, no women anywhere. And, and they the ones that are hate
1: military people. And I was just thinking, like, oh, that guy lied to me. So, you joined at 18, right? Yeah. You were sold instantly on that bio. Uh-huh. Then you enter the military. From the moment you entered, how many... Days, weeks, or months before you realize, oh, shit, I think I fucked up.
0: Well, the first day is really interesting. So you get on a bus and you, like, drive into this, like, camp, like, this in the middle of Central. It's near Wagga Wagga, but it's just outside. And you're on the bus and you've got, like, everyone's got crazy hair and stuff and beards. And Then you, as you drive into the bus, there's, like, formations of people with shaped heads, like like, running and, you know, like... And then you, work, go, you drive past the obstacle course, and there's people, like, doing that stuff. And you're then, painting
1: full metal jacket it's in my mind. that, mate. Gunnery like, Hartman. Was like, he the one that went in and go, you're going to get a lot of push, soldier? It's it's it, it's
0: it's every stereotype you've ever imagined. And then you got to stand there in, like, civilian clothes. And, like, people that have been there four weeks are, like, looking at you like you're a piece of shit. They're like, look at these civilians. And
1: already the hierarchy is exactly
0: right Fuck. and then they just line you up and like they do teams this is what's amazing about it they just because they they, they want to break you down and I don't agree with the whole thing but I've had so much distance from it it's, it I know what they're doing so yeah like hours right and you know talking about the chefs and belittling people like they say some crazy shit. they're like you are not cut out for what you're gonna do leave now see some boot camp yeah and then some guy will do that for half an hour and then a fresh white person will
1: come in do they walk? Do some people walk off the line and go, yeah, you're right. Fuck this. I signed. You,
0: yeah, they do. They cry. I've seen dudes cry. The first, the first night's really interesting. Like fuck it's it, a really,
1: that'd be me. It's a I'd really cry.
0: interesting reaction to see people start to laugh. Cause they'll go like, right. Like I'm talking an inch away from someone's face. I've been like, I haven't seen anyone that looks like you get through. You're going to fail. Call your mum now and tell her that you're coming home for like half an hour. Right. And then someone will laugh.
1: Private joker. Full metal joke. Private Joker, what's funny? I'm going to fuck you up.
0: Yeah, And and, like people will laugh. It's a defense mechanism, right? And then three people will get on them and they do this thing in front of everyone and they just break you down and they do like group punishments. They make you discipline each other.
1: Oh, they make you
0: turn. You know, like so they do this thing. They're like, all right, you've got three minutes and I want you to get changed into this uniform and the task takes five minutes, right? So Mm. you don't have enough time. So, you, you go, Goo, you come out in fucking four minutes 30, and they're like, they just pick the guy that's the least. And they're like, all right, because of this guy, we're now, you can now got two and a half minutes, right? And then this guy, he's not going to do it with you. He's going to sit there on this chair in the middle of this, like, where everyone sleeps and just watch you do it. And, like, then you got, it, it just goes on for hours. Like, you make your bed, and then they come in and they just rip it to shreds, and then they really? do it again.
1: Yeah, it's insane. Is, I've always had this picture in the military when they make. You make your bed; it has to be extraordinarily taut. The sheet has to be. Twenty cent
0: coin needs to bounce off it.
1: Is that true?
0: Yeah. They actually fucking do that. Hundred percent, yeah. And they got like thirty centimeters for like, uh, like where your sheet goes from the pillow, and it's like they come in with a ruler, and you got your jocks and your thing, and they got to be ten centimeters by ten centimeters. Your jocks, you got to fold your jocks ten centimeters by ten centimeters, or they come in with this like stick, and they just like trash the whole (laughs) joint, right? And it's amazing, and it's funny, because like you got to stand there like stiff. And they're like just like, just destroying the joint, right? But these guys are just people, right? So I left, the, I'll get to this point. I left because I had to go do that job, you know? Like I spent seven years in, I was going to get promoted. I was on the cusp of going.
1: Hang on a second. Sorry to cut you, to, you're jumping forward. When you're folding your underwears 10 centimeters, 30 centimeters, <laughs> yeah. were you aware of the, the psychology? Because as a comedian, you, uh, we have this amazing ability to stand back and look in and write about a situation funny. Like, do you did you at that time go, then they're, they're just trying to break me. I understand this. I'll just play along. I won't let it get to my head. I know what they want me to do. Fold it this way. Make a coin bounce off the bed because they're just trying to psychologically break me down and reprogram me like code. It's fine. I get it.
0: Absolutely not. Not at that stage. Were you Now, hurting? yes.
1: Okay, but then you were hurting. You were Pain. like, why are they doing this?
0: No, I was like, I need to get this 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters. You know? And then we found out later they had fucking dodgy rulers, right? So you get this ruler and you're like, this is 10 centimeters by 10 centimeters. Well, they got their own ruler, right? And they come in, oh, there's fucking nine and a half. They go, what's going on here? And you're like, they're fucking with you. you
1: they're trying to break you. You can't
0: do it. Like I did it. Like I was, you know, Fuck. I know, cheeky buggers, right? And then they do crazy stuff like uh, in the toilets, you could pull the back of the toilet off. And there was like a stack of pornos, right? And then like this rumor like spread everywhere pornos are here and then like that like within three minutes everyone knows about it right they put them there and then they're like rack everyone up and they're like we found out that someone smuggled in pornos right and they're like who's gonna take the blame like like we need to know who brought the pornos in i said no one's brought the pornos in and then people start owning up for shit that they haven't done because they they're like we're gonna stand here until we figure this out and, you know, it might be three hours and you need a piss, right? So all of a sudden they're like, we'll give you some time to talk about it amongst yourselves. And then people are like, I'm going to own up for the photos," because like... I want out. I just, like, yeah. let's just move on. Like, move this on. Is, like, who did it? And then we, people start turning on each other, right? Fuck. They're like, well, who fucking did it? And they're like, I don't know who heard it first. Like, boom, 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 boom. And then, like, that's that's all part of it, right? Because well, I don't know even know what they want. Because like one time they did the, something similar, and then someone said, "Hey, I did the thing," and then they come out and they're like, "Don't be a fucking liar," like you didn't do the thing.
1: Throughout this whole process, were you just in survival mode, or 100%. Were, you, were you also doubting why you ever joined?
0: I didn't have time. I was tired. Like wow. I was. It was like six in the morning. They like you like a bin. Like wake up, wake, up, wake up, in this like a
1: bin. That's Full Metal Jacket again. Yeah. They oh. love. I mean
0: that's that's all based off. You know the story behind Full Metal Jacket the the uh the drill sergeant?
1: Yeah, he's an actual drill sergeant. They like, well, they
0: brought him in as an as a advisor. And yeah. then they fired the other actor They're like, "Oh, get him in. He's amazing."
1: Yeah, like Kubrick gave him yeah. the first 20 minutes. Yeah, And He goes, "This is so good. I'm going to put this at the front of the script."
0: Yeah, and it's like that. And wow. and all of these they It's pretty funny like now looking back on it. It's it's they like they just say some funny stuff and like we got on the, they set us up one night, halfway through this basic training, she goes for 80 days. They're like, you can go down the pub and have two beers. and No worries. Right. They're like, this is your first freedom. Congratulations. We did this big, like, it's called a high wire confidence course. So you're on ropes and stuff like really high. And they're like, oh, you've done you are at the midway point. Go have two beers. We're knocking off for the night. Everybody has like six beers. Like you just can't, like, we're just so full of testosterone and we're just having the greatest time. But also through this process, we are forming this bond that is unshakable, mm. you know, like we're in this together and like, it's tight and we're all having like six beers and then we're like, shoot, we got to get back. Right. So everyone gets back. They're all there. They're just like, oh, yeah, you, you did the thing that everyone's done every single time. Okay, cool. Stand in a line until someone pisses their pants. Fuck. Someone pissed their pants, man. Like, oh, How long
1: were you in line for? <laughs> hour
0: 40, I reckon. Um, After six beers, right? Yeah. Never having had that beers in like 40 days. They're like, well, we're going to stand here and whoever pisses their pants, then you can go to bed. Fuck. And uh, like the, the 10 minutes before someone pissed their pants was pretty full on. Because everyone's like, just like, like you got to stand
1: straight. Like, you're just like, people are like buckling and shit. And... Is that twisted? It's twisted, but I'm going to ask you a question anyway. Um, as twisted as it is, is it, require, is it required teaching to get young men to point a gun and kill people that they've never even met? That's
0: what it's all about, man.
1: So it's a necessary evil. You have to do that to young men to get them to a situation where they're going to kill for you.
0: Exactly. Or well, In the name of like, all these outdated things like patriotism and nationalism and mm. foreign interests. Yeah. Yeah, because what they wanna, um, what they've studied over a long period of time, is that the the closest bond people get on the battlefield is for their mates, it's for their friends, it's for the people next to them. Like these all last stands for like the cause and all this sort of stuff is very very outdated. Well,
1: that's why Band of Brothers and Tour of Duty were were, were so essential viewing growing up because you realised yeah it's the 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 brotherhood.
0: Yeah, and. And that's forged through this. And it's the...
1: But those, sorry to cut you off, those stories are etched in ancient Greek as well. I'm thinking about the, uh, Troy and the Iliad. And yeah, and yeah it's just it's the, the, the person, you know, you're fighting alongside.
0: But the, the, there's an old saying that being a, being a soldier is the oldest job in the world alongside prostitution, right? And that's why they go hand in hand. Yeah. Because like, it's like, I I'm a big history nerd. I study history every day.
1: And yeah, yeah isn't big, it brilliant? Big, I love it, man. And, Same um,
0: way. you know, like violence and this like war is, war isn't, is very crazy. And it's a, it's a very unique to our species and it's evolving constantly. And, uh, they've, they've got it down pretty good. Hmm. You know, like this whole thing of like stand in a line and piss your pants.
1: Can I ask you, this is a, it's, it's I think it's an interesting question and I don't know how you're going to answer it, but go through your training in your head again mentally. What would it be like if there were twenty-year-old women alongside you as well?
0: Well, that's the next phase, right? Because I, I was, in, I was in the job, so my job was infantry combat. So yeah, there's lots of different jobs in the military. Would the
1: Would the chemistry be the same?
0: Well, they, I was the last job to introduce women, and they did that while I was in, and people were freaking out, and they, they brought, they literally flew in. These two Canadian soldiers, females, because they've had females there successfully for 20, 30 years or whatever, to brief us on what it's going to be like once there's women around, you know, because the military is very, very toxic cultured. You know, like I say this and I hope anyone who I serve with doesn't mind. This is just my opinion, but this it's crazy and it's, it's masculine. Uh, It's probably, it's probably quite racist. In its ways, it's very, very conservative. And when they were saying they were going to have women coming in, it blew these people's minds. <laughs> they were like, "What are going to? What, what's going to happen when they have their period? Like, how? What's? How, how does that work in the jungle for thirty days? You know?" And
1: well, you shit in a <laughs> foxhole. What's the difference? if you're No one had an answer. Yeah. yeah, big it's deal. Like, oh my god, it's not going to fucking
0: work. And there's this old like sort of mindset that. I think it's a good thing that females don't have what it takes to kill, which is good.
1: That's definitely a positive. And I think they do were, though. Don't, I think any a human being has the capacity to kill when he's pushed or I, her, where she's pushed.
0: Why well, went to? I think I think all people are crazy. You know, like I I, I in two thousand and six or seven I went to country God East Timor to, with the United Nations mission there, and that place fell apart. Yeah, at the seams. You know, so and is this that is when what Indonesia
1: think, was coming across
0: that brief history? Um, Japanese occupied it um, after in 1975. Got its uh, uh, independence from Portugal. Indonesia literally invaded the next week, fucked the joint up hard, and uh, 100,000 people were killed. Not many people talk about that, but um, then they got their independence in '99, and then Indonesia left, and they left all these like militia there and just to fucking kill people and just chop the joint up. And there and then in two thousand and six there was like a the government fell apart. That's why we went back there the second time. And um what happened? They had a functional they had a functional society that the currency fell out of. So then they couldn't pay anyone, right? So they couldn't pay anyone, then the police, the ambulance, the fire brigade left. And there was like this little country that was new with lots of like wounds, like tribal wounds, like, oh like twenty years ago that guy killed my dad. You know, like there's just but under the surface, right? Shit. With no cops. No money. Great. Money doesn't mean anything. You got $10,000 in the bank? Not anymore. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything, right? So you know what does mean stuff now? Your daughter. I'm going to take it. going to sell her. Get some sex slave, right? Just shit just gets spicy real quick. The whole place just falls apart. And I think that can happen anywhere, right? Because that's that's a that's human nature at its worst, right? And then we came in, like, after the fact. and just, like, helped sort of settle the joint down. And it's like, I think that's in everywhere. But going back to like, I think I think the world in general is moving into like we're in this sort of big transition because women are now getting a voice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Never really happened, right? Never, and that's going to change everything, probably for the better. Mm. Like it'll be like this weird pushback, and then it'll be just be this calming mind of like differences in opinion because like men are crazy, like we have big egos
1: and like I've seen that especially old men as well in power cuz they're on their way out what do they fucking care yeah. that's what frightens me the most the older a person is
0: yeah i just, it's just like look look at anything that's ever happened in history and it's like it's all it's all male pushed mm. uh, i'm not saying this like from like a feminist point of view being like Ugh, men but it's like that's just what's happened mm. and and now the world's moving into a point where there's is going to be more perspective well yeah and it's going to be interesting. Like, I don't think it's going to be any less violent. Mm. I just think it'll just be different.
1: Mm.
0: I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think uh, to go back on what you said about, uh, I think it's just another, another voice in the mix. Um, males often tend to be mostly testosterone-driven, angry-driven, and I think another opinion, another voice is, is better. It can't do any harm. I just don't know how it plays out on the battlefield in the front line. Well, I mean, Is it exactly the same? Do you fight for your brother for the lack of a bit Or sister? in the? Per- I mean, if they're taking a bullet for you, you take a bullet for them. You all protect each other. Does that affect the chemistry? I don't think it does. I mean, there are gay soldiers. They don't stop and fuck their gay soldier mate. No, they're busy trying to fight a war. So, you you, know.
0: but, but Yeah, I, I think it has to be the same. Mm. If anything, I think some people will fight more. You know? Because mm. there's more human... There's more hu- human elements of it there. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, hopefully, touch wood, that influence will stop more wars from happening in the first place at the diplomatic level, right?
1: Yeah. Do you Which, know much about what's going on with China and some... Did they... Are they coming close to the Pacific? Like...
0: I mean, I guess... Do I think the next big war is going like. What do I think about China?
1: I don't think this guy, is it. Is it going to be a big war with China, or is that just uh, m- Rupert? Say, is that just Ripper Murdoch and his bullshit? Well, I think
0: like China's C- undoubtedly totalitarian and sort oh, of yeah. like quite sort of uh, evil in their approach at the top level. I think the Chinese culture is amazing. Um, if you look at like what's happening in the world at the moment, um, is you've got sort of like this this decline of the American superpower, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like happening in real time mm-hmm. in our generation. Like, never in history has there been a time when one power has been de- declining and another one has been rising that there hasn't been a conflict. It's That's, never happened like that. that is, there's a, there's a, there's a, a philosoph- you know, philosophical sort of, like, term for it, and they call it this effect, and it's, it's always led to war, right? So the, the idea is, like, if you just look at it from a military or a tactical or strategic point, America's like, if they say, look, we don't want to be overtaken, then at some stage they're like, well, we're going to push these guys while we're still ahead. Because if, if we wait until after the fact, it's, it's not. It's all over, right? But America's the sole superpower at the moment. There's, a, there's three ingredients that happen to become like a true superpower. And one is sort of like projection of power. Can you project your power to other people? It's something that only America can do right now. You know, China's doing it economically, which is like this new brand of warfare that's going to be amazing. That and cyber... probably won't even have to do any troops, right? Because you look at things like if you can literally drop someone's economy so it becomes so bad that they're like you hit hit the negotiation table and get what you want without even doing anything, amazing power. Right? Um, but the big one that I don't think will stop China is rise. It's just my opinion. There's nothing powerful about the Chinese culture at the moment. It's not very attractive. You know, the American culture is super powerful. Hollywood, fashion, like across the world, everyone's done it for a long time. Nobody wants what China's got, right? It's it's totalitarian. It's very restrictive. And after a while, the Chinese people, that you can only stop the internet for so so long, right? They don't let them see shit. Mm. I think there'll be, before the time when it gets a real punch on between China and the rest of the world, I think their people are going to rise up and have a, and go. No, nah, we want bit, we want a bit of change, we want we want more.
1: I th- I agree as well. I think the ideology is flawed. Yeah. and that will be its ultimate undoing. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. North Korea. Same. All these yeah. You can't like you can't
0: censor anyone anymore. No. They won't take it, and then this is a growing trend. You know, like this is why I feel sorry for like COVID in a way, because like a lot of like after the fact, a lot of great things have come out of like plagues. You know, like the, ex- the exact society that we live in now is a, is a response from the, the Black Plague. Like, that killed 80% of the peasantry, right? Mm. There's 20% of peasants left. All of a sudden, people are like, we don't have any peasants, so I'm going to take yours. I'm going to pay them more money. And then they're, they're going to go, well, we'll just shop around. And, and all of a sudden, people became rich. And before that, it was just you were, you were rich or you were poor. And now poor people became rich. And then, like, for 200 years, they just started, like, making money, employing their own people, like, creating their own class system. And then like in the 1700s, the French, a lot of French get a bad name for being like wars, but they don't. They just lose because they're fucking brave and they get in there and they give it them all and they just fuck it up, right? Yeah. But they're good to go. They punch on well. But they chop their king's head off. Mm. Do you know how fucking insane that is? To In the street. In the street, and yeah. every monarch in Europe collectively shit themselves yes. because they go, holy fuck, they've figured it out.
1: I think the anti-vaxxers are doing that today in front of parliament in Victoria. <laughs> this, they cut someone's head off in the yeah. street. They cut them all
0: off. They're like, hey, sort it out. Boom. That yeah. is mental. And it sent shockwaves everywhere. Yeah. Because these people, peasants, aren't peasants anymore. They've got money. And they said for ages, like, stop taking our cash. Stop taxing us. And then they went, shut their heads off. And then democracy came. It's funny. Because look, all the aristocrats are like, hey, we better, we better listen to these guys. Exactly. Because they fucking figured it out.
1: Because that's what's happening now. Like, uh, there's, there's ads for... On Seek, they put it online as a joke, but it was no joke. They said, no, it's no joke. We will pay that. 90 bucks an hour they're offering for a dishwasher for a high, uh, high-end restaurant. They're struggling.
0: Take the power back, baby.
1: We've got uh, a shortage at the pub where I pour beers part-time. Struggling yeah. for, for decent stuff. Yeah. And they, that. how good's that? Yeah, it's great, man. Because like, people have been ripped off for years. I I got ripped off as a chef. Yeah.
0: Like, classic industry. Horrible. Now, fuck them
1: so how do we get rid of comedians so that we get all the work how does that well, happen we, that's
0: what we did like we had COVID came along and we just out it you know yeah. like mother nature's like oh you're putting shit in the ocean you're heating the joint up <laughs> i've got the plan right <laughs> i'll just get rid of like you're weak yeah. you know like you know the old people with all the money yeah. get rid of them you know we'll start filtering it down and then what do we do science yeah and she's like well fuck yeah like don't worry about it i don't know like have we need a comedian shortage yeah how do we do that
1: i've got no idea I got no idea. But so anyway, you left the military and uh, you came across the stand-up. Um, how did that happen? Did you realize I'm I'm not being creative enough? Or nah, I wanted to do it forever. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know so when you'd like way back when?
0: Just when you're in the shower. You know when you think like what could I be? It was always that. Like I was funny in the army. I was too funny. I was too funny for it. You know, like I well I like I've killed in the army. Like I've not like people, but like I've crushed. Yeah, that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> so if, he, like, if heckles were medals, you'd be like fucking oh, painted. Heavy, mate. I'd be falling over. <laughs> like people were like, like I used to, I used to crush mm. a lot, and like I, I I wanted to do it, you know.
1: So it just begins as an addiction, doesn't it? got it so addictive. Yeah. Do you know
0: that's why COVID was so tough because we had to go cold turkey for something that we had no like we didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. It got cut away, and I I, I didn't want to stop. Comedians no. complained a lot. About COVID and we're not doing anything like important for the world.
1: Well Oshka was running his secret gig, he didn't give a fuck. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: And people were getting around it. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> no one cared. There were a few people that didn't care, they just rocked up and did it. Yeah. Um I was living down the coast, I wasn't here. But uh yeah, I've done it a couple of times, I would have done it, but then I started the science started getting to me and I'm like, they're probably all unvaccinated. I should get vaxxed before I go to that gig. <laughs> And then by the time I got double vaxxed, everything opened up again. I got an interesting question for you. I reckon
0: if, what if COVID went for two more years, right? Hard lockdown, two more years, let's say four years, right? And then they come out and they go, hey, we've got this secret poll. Uh, COVID's going to go away forever, but we got to kill 100,000 people. And you don't need to like ever know where they are. They're from some country that you, you've never heard of. Would you swap that secret poll? Yes or no? It'd be interesting to see the results of that.
1: Yeah, that's like, uh, what are you really asking? Would you kill to get my? Would I kill to get my freedom? I guess who wouldn't?
0: Exactly. It wouldn't be fucking hundred percent. No, would it? No. Yeah, and then that you start thinking about that, and then you get people now that are like, oh my god, like Americans like dropped a nuclear bomb, and they're like, well, they had to stop something, you know? Like this, people were dying, and they're Absolutely. like, we've got this really evil thing that can. Stop this other evil thing. Like, what do you do, right? That's like wars. Really interesting that way, right? It's. It's.
1: I completely agree. I think. Uh. Yeah. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Fuck, man. It's brutal, but it had to happen. Yeah. I mean, is it any more brutal if
0: you do that by hand? They eighty thousand people died in Hiroshima and like fucking. You know. It's just more clinical,
1: but there's still crazy. blood on your hands. But it's that was necessary blood.
0: Yeah absolutely
1: but more, i think what i want to know is would you uh let's say okay where are we saturday no, late november there's a new variant out it's mm-hmm. called the omicron variant in oh, yeah, a couple of that this morning what if it keeps mutating mm. to the point where the unvaccinated are mutating the virus back and forth like hot potato do you then pass the law saying "Fuck you and your civil liberties you're getting vaccinated We're going to break down your doors and vaccinate the unvaccinated for the greater good.
0: That's a very difficult question. I mean, I have on purpose don't want to be in that position to make those calls. I think people who are in politics are definitely insane. I think that to even pursue that as a job is like twisted to be like, I'm, I'm good enough to run this is is mental and to go but to make those decisions i'm
1: always weary of people's egos you yeah right and you can't get a bigger ego than a politician yeah exactly right but they pretend they don't yeah they of course they do that, that's why i had that joke i haven't worked it out yet but i'm every politician should take a handful of mushrooms on live tv just so we can see what's behind the ego and why they want to go to canberra and if it's a real valid reason after they're finger-painted for three hours, <laughs> spoken down into childlike. That's amazing. Then we'll be like, all right, yep, you can Off go you to go. Canberra.
0: And they got to work as like a waiter for like three years. Yeah. You know, but like not in their teens, like it's like in like 32, you know, they're just going to take a break and like, because like what, how, in a hundred years, people got to look back on us right now. This is the beauty of history. Like, what are we doing now that's mental? There was a time there where if you got sick, they're like, drink your piss. You know, and now we're like, that's crazy. So what are we doing now that in like 500 years is considered to be like really outdated? Right? Mm. So they're going to look back on this period of time and this is going to be a talking point. You know, that time that we beat a pandemic. Like this, this is the first time in history that we've yeah. done that. Plagues are, and things, pestilence is a very natural part of life. It's almost like a backburning in the way that a bushfire works, right? Mm. I think, you know, it's like a natural. Yeah, man. Because we're the only species that protects that weak, right? Yes. Yeah. So, and then now we're like, this is the first time we're really doing that mass. Yes. Because uh, this COVID thing was like, hey, you got, you got, you got old and sick people and, and, and people that have already got conditions. Like, hey, oh, we'll come clear them out, you know, and then the species can move on. Mm. We're like, nah. So we're going to like look on this in a hundred years and be like, especially this vaccine thing is really dicey because like, we are also like now the most privileged we've ever been as far as like 200 years ago. Our opinion, people
1: didn't have opinions. Like, not us. Especially women. And uh, the, the, if you were slightly less than middle class, you had no opinion. The, it didn't even matter.
0: This, we are talking, and it's going to go on the internet. Right? Yeah. And anyone could listen to it. Mm. That is incredible. It's
1: freaky. What
0: What makes this look outdated? You know, like what's happening in a hundred years when like, they're like, hey, they used to do podcasts. That's crazy. That's weird. You know, but what's the, what makes this look
1: like the Walkman? I don't know. I think uh, some physicists describe the internet as just a global telephone system where we all share information. That's more like everyone's yelling at once.
0: It's just everyone's opinion all the time, constantly. And it's, it's adolescent. It's making opinions. But the technology's adolescent. There's more information. There's so much information. That there's a term for information that's not correct. Yeah, and and more so, I believe less now. Someone that said there's he, more
1: information. Absolutely, I'm sceptical on everything. I'm like, hang on. Someone said, who was it? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Love that guy. He said that there needs to be a shift in the school curriculum at a young age, in primary school, uh, how to decipher good information from not fact. Amazing. How to discern the difference. I And I think that's crucial because that's what we're going to need because we do live in an ever-increasing, over-communicated society.
0: I can say anything right now and I can make it sound like it's the truth. You Probably. Know? And someone will listen to it and go, yeah, I heard that someone say that. And now I think about this thing. I've gone onto the YouTube. I've found something else. To say. Like, I'm, I'm so skeptical of everything now. I don't know what's true in a, in a world where there's more information. I take less in
1: yeah but you're 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 not you take most things i I know you have a you have a process like this uh like for example i believe i'm in the middle of the bell curve okay when it comes to the vaccine Mm -hmm. i understand it's necessary i understand that we have to take it but i also understand that it has killed people Mm -hmm. Um, but i also understand it's a statistical improbability However, it killed someone that I knew from London. And it's no longer a statistical probability anymore. It killed a gorgeous friend of mine who had two kids at only 34 years of age. It's real. She died from taking AstraZeneca. Mm -hmm. And the BBC reported that it was actually the AstraZeneca that killed her. Her name was Lisa. Mm -hmm. She was a reporter. I met her at a few gigs. And and so now I'm like, this is no longer... Uh, a numbers thing it's a human being that died so i understand and i sympathize with the unvaccinated but then david Attenborough kicks in who's narrating the savannah yeah who's narrating this life and saying if they don't vaccinate the virus will mutate Mm -hmm. they need to vaccinate Mm. so it's time to just go hey guys we've got to close the doors you either come in or you're fucked. We have to all vaccinate now. Well, that's, there is,
0: they're essentially doing that through economic means, right? They're, they're, they're they can't say you, can't, you have to have it, but what now they gotta, can say is you can't fucking do anything. Yes. And that's...
1: That's politics, isn't it?
0: Well,
1: you know, the over 12s got vaccinated now. My brother couldn't take his kids to a pub for a meal because they're like, oh, no, 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 now it's over 12. Right. Two weeks ago, it was over 16. I like
0: how the, my favorite part of the whole uh, COVID and the whole vaccine is where the politicians go, all right, you guys just police yourselves. You know, They're like, hey, we'll hand out a fine. You just got to make sure you got to do these things. And there's like people that work in cafes. There's like 17-year-old girls that greet you at the door being like, I'm just checking these health documents. When is that your job? <laughs> like, why is that? It's all on us.
1: And- I, work, I work at a pub and I had... The most lebo-looking guy come in with like chains cooked on ice. I go, I need to see your vax, dude. Yeah. He goes, my phone, my phone's fucked, bro. I go, you need to have a vax. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah I've got the paperwork. And he pulls pulled, it out. Pulls it out and he shows it's crinkled yeah. like snails have been eating at it. And I look at it and I'm like, thanks. Snails <laughs> have been eating it. Yeah. So I look at his fucking vax certificate, mind you. He's the most lebo looking guy you've ever met. I look at his vax paperwork, and I'm like, "Thanks, Shane." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Which I, lebo have you met called Shane? My
0: f- wow, you reckon he's got a dodgy? Yeah,
1: of course. There's no <laughs> lebo called Shane.
0: <laughs> my favorite rhetoric of the of the of the. Remember when the we were on the percentage race? You mm. know, and then like all your friends on Facebook are like
1: get out and get bloody vaccinated.
0: Like, I want to go do my hobby. And it's like, the guilt that everybody took on themselves was really amazing. That's an interesting part of society where we started going, yeah. like, we've, it's not the first, I mean, people say we're feeling divided at the moment. It's like, it's not. Go back to the 1930s and have a chat about fascism and communism, like, right? you know, it's fucking people punching on the streets, you know? Yeah. And man. it's like, we're not... It's way worse. It's just, it's just what happens, right? Human beings just divide... And like we were, we were policing each other. Like there was like people going, oh, "I can't believe like I'm at the shops and there's groups of people from the same household." Like people they're calling each other out on shit, and it's it's it got spicy. Hey, it there's did. gonna be a lot of people in three years looking back on their behavior during this pandemic
1: and going, "Oh, I was a bit of a dickhead on both sides." Well, you've experienced it firsthand breaking down a human being with brainwashing. So yeah, it's what, easy. It's easy. It's 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 done and, and dusted. I thought I
0: mention this um
1: what does that say do, do you have any like thoughts on that on the species of like who are we as a as, as a species like oh we're pieces of shit you know there's like, like there's like are we pieces of shit in this amazing position though that we can comprehend how the universe oh, absolutely are and yeah. what it's made of it's bizarre it's it's so crazy like you know? a, a bag of particles slightly more intelligent than a fucking ape and like one in a million people are good.
0: You know what I mean? Like, there's this old saying that... Do you I, reckon
1: one in a This is going to be on a soundbite. One in a million are good. Yeah, and I'm not part of, of it, part. right? You know, <laughs> I'm not one of those good people. Yes, you are. You no, no,
0: but you give me power, right? Okay, there's this old saying, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so you give me, like, I'm a king or something, and I can just do whatever I want all the time. I might be good at that for about six months. And then at the eight-month mark, I'm like, no, nah, I want another wife. You know, and then I'm like, no one's stopping me, right? And then by the eight, like eight-year mark, you know, like I'm just making shit up on the spot. Yeah, people. I'm gonna kill that guy right now in front of me, it pleases me, you know, like you, I don't know anyone that could like handle
1: that. The heyday was the Roman Caesars. Some of them were fucking I cooked, love man. That man. Do Some you know, of them were bananas. You know, the Colosseum used to have a guy that ran it. Like he produced
0: the Colosseum. Like he got the axe, right? So they would be like last year. You know, we had like. The, the The guy fight the other guy and they won and like you know we need to up that. Right? He's
1: probably re- been reincarnated as a comedy promoter now. He runs some dodgy club. And <laughs> some like, no, shit. No, give me a Type Five. You yeah, we co- yeah. acts are dying. Once at the Colosseum, get a sound system. Nah, fuck it.
0: <laughs> Once at the Coliseum, they had three hundred Praetorian guards, so like special forces Romans fight three hundred panthers, right? Insane. And then the people in the break, absolute had, power. They had a corrupts. break, right? They had a break. And then the people got the food, they came back and they had a few drinks and they got a bit like antsy and they were like, come on, get the show rolling. And they're like, fine. So they got out some slaves and they just slit the thro- throats in front of them to like just as a bit of like halftime show because they wanted more death. It wasn't, a, they were fucking fighting 300 Panthers and it, and it wasn't, wasn't enough. enough. And then like, can you imagine when the Coliseum eventually shut? Could like, you
1: imagine halftime at the Coliseum, Oz kick, little kids, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, if, if a lion doesn't come out and eat these little cunts. <laughs> oh, fucking Katz, hell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's crazy because you make like, imagine that we're we're in the roman age right i'm like what are you doing on saturday i'm like i'm going i got tickets to the coliseum right i mean like, you gonna come i got a spare one my mate oh. couldn't come i'm like fuck yeah how fuck, good is this? yeah go, we'll go to my place first have a few wines bit of opium let's fucking go yes right? it's a big day you yeah. know like it's a it's a you've probably got like your guy that you've been following for a couple of years you're like fucking gluttonous fucking maximus i'm loving him like he's good he's in form I think he's gonna beat this guy with a net. Like it's it's fucking insane. You probably got like a foam finger. Like it's just there's just like food and it's a good time. They had figurines of their favorite gladiators. <gasps> it's like action figures. And chicks used to shag him. Like they were like, like my if I wanted to treat my missus to a treat, like and I had money, I'd be like I'd bring the one of these gladiators home. Like this fucking dude from Gaul, you know, like a beast. He's a human beast. He's killed heaps of people. And I'd be like, hey
1: babe, got your present. Have this for the night. You know, like that was normal, wasn't it? They. That, what made it? Do you think it was religion it that is. that f- made people snap to their senses?
0: It's a big thing about like because uh, people give you, were free back
1: in the day, and the rise of Christianity took everything that, down. That's my my mum's opinion. Was like it was carnage back then because it was before Jesus Christ and mm. his rules and his message of love and all that. Because just over the bay where Greece was, it was just as fucking crazy. Mm. Like at that time, Greece was uh, you weren't a man until you swallowed man milk. <laughs> And that happened... Yeah. Imagine that. Like, oh my I'd be the oldest 12-year-old. Right, <laughs> I'd be 40. You're 48. I'm 12. Hey, are <laughs> you a good. man? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. 13, you got to take man milk. Yeah. And there were these statues in parks of ancient Greek gods with yeah. erections. And every Sunday, um, girls would sit on them to lose their virginity. And everyone would go to the park and then have a barbecue, I guess.
0: But that's why the people are so... that We're, we're only... What happened with the rise of the sort of these, these, the, the, um, the religions of the book, they call it from the original book, you know, spans Islam, uh, Christianity and Judaism and all these sort of stuff come from these original sort of like old texts and they offshoot is that they created modesty from the pagan ways, which are just like having a fucking good time and only probably from the sixties and the fifties. And the after the time when we got into a really big punch on and a really big blue and we started dropping bombs and blowing shit up when we're like, Hey, let's have a Let's, let's wind this back. Mm. Like we've, we've been, cause like the most craziest time and the most like evilest time was when like devout Christians just tortured and killed other devout Christians because of like differences, different sects. Yeah. I was read a whole book on torture the other day and like, oh. um, they were just like, oh, like, get crafty you know there's like more people coming up with more ways like what if we just break them on a big wheel and they're like hey that's good i haven't thought about that that's a good one you know like, that
1: was yeah that was done
0: well like, once again like on a what sa- else did
1: you read what other tortures were there because i read my dad used to be in the military and you know, mm. he was he parachuted into cyprus when the turkish invasion happened yeah yeah was that uh, like 70s yeah, yeah. 74 or something like that and he told me that um He goes, his mate was captured and the Turks tortured him. And I go, what'd they do to him? (laughs) They go, oh, they're fucking cooked. They boiled an egg and then they took it out with tongs and put it under his arm and made him close. I'm like, that's fucking thinks of that love that's, cool. <laughs> what the fuck? that's, that's
0: cool. funny the conversation about what should we do should we should we, should we cut
1: his fingers off like, no, no 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 he's like oh, God, I, I got it i got an egg. boil an egg <laughs> and then put it under his arm
0: i've been waterboarded so uh i don't know much about waterboarding but who so, waterboarded you no just the fellas you know like because we we're like practicing it right because it's um it's a uh, simulated drowning that's what they call it right and um, so they lean you back in a chair like a dentist essentially you get like a like a gym chair with a decline Right, and you and you lie backwards. That's a big key part of it. Um, Wet cloth over the face, and then you just got to stream it. You don't have to pour a lot of water. Common misconception. Just on like the nose and the mouth, and it feels like you're a kid at the beach and you're caught in a wave and you don't know when it's going to end. So then the the real good bit is you go. I might do it for eight seconds. Then I might do it for forty. Then I might do it for two. Then I might do it for thing. Right. And uh, you get on YouTube and watch, like, really tough people get waterboarded. A lot of like, UFC people have done it and stuff. They last about a minute, minute and a half. Like, it is the most uncomfortable Fuck. and horrible thing. And it doesn't leave any marks. And it's just but it's super psychological because it's, it messes with this, uh, like, fight or flight, but the only option um, it's it's, it's you, you think you're dying. And it, it triggers all of these things in your brain that goes, I'm like, i I got to save myself. right?" So you talk do whatever the fuck man like you I don't want to do that ever again like imagine if they said all right you're going you're you going to talk to me all right, i'll talk to you oh, that's not what i wanted i want more back back on it like
1: so is this just mates in in the military waterboarding each other for shits and giggles yeah, or yeah yeah and because like we're, like fuckers.
0: yeah exactly exactly just for fun because like we might have you know you might have needed to do it right <laughs> you know so we got to get asked but we just sort of figured it out and we're like this is this new technique it's uh, it's illegal at the time i believe um not to do like in people in australia but like shit that happens it's anywhere else it's a whole ne- another matter
1: you never saw anything freaky that disturbed you from the military like yeah like ptsd you never saw any battle or anything to fuck you up now nah, i think
0: that's what i think about a lot I, th- I saw when i was overseas i saw a lot of poverty i saw a lot of what's changed, i think about it every day is i saw a lot of like i won the lottery yeah, of was- genetics yeah, Like, I just came out of my mum in Perth, and I'm like, it's already good.
1: I said that to my mum this morning over coffee, man. I shit you not. I said it this morning. I said, uh, cause we were talking about the capsizing, the boat that capsized in the English Channel killing the migrants Yeah, that were trying to get to England. I said to her, we won the lotto, mum. I was born here. And yep. all right, you were born in Greece, but you managed to get here. Um, like my eyes
0: my eyes opened, and I was in a first world country.
1: And I just feel like everyone who's, un- I'd love to just show the unvaccinated what real no freedom is that's like what exactly. it really means
0: that's why I'm so passionate about doing this comedy thing because like I can do what I want like I'm, I've I've already
1: it's the other end of the spectrum to what yeah, you're so doing you gotta fucking do folding really your underwear good. within 10 centimetres with a ruler that was out
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. at least
1: they didn't leave it in the <laughs> toilet to fuck you up when you measured your that, cocks you'd be like fuck I'm <laughs> shrinking what's happening
0: that's why I, I always use this analogy every single day um, that comedy is exactly like war, right? Because like you can win it. I've seen people that in comedy that win every single battle that they ever go into, i.e. gigs and crushing, and lose the war because they don't have any logistics. Right? Can
1: you explain that again? That's kind of deep. Say that again. So what, what's your point? Comedy missed all that. I or, apologize.
0: or getting goals or doing anything is exactly like war, right? Because you look at any war that's ever been won or any combat... It's whoever can outlast the attrition, who can produce, who can make things happen. And you can win every battle and you can lose a war because you just can't do it. I've seen people do comedy for 10 years that are really good and they don't get anywhere because they don't have any logistics. They don't have the, like, they can't find a gig or they can't make a post. Like, they can't get ahead because they can't get any ammunition to the front. Like It's like you got to be like a one-man army in comedy. Mm. like you need no one is helping you ever you know mm. your friends will help you enough mm. because they're busy being their own army they're just busy right and it's like you can so crush so- all the time you can win every battle but you need to like you need to win that you need to outproduce you need to have logistics
1: right you're talking about off stage you've got a hundred percent there's got to be a driving force that you're trying to get headline gigs in bigger clubs or it's got to be, be-
0: six times bigger than actually being on stage okay. i think it's got to feed the machine right
1: feed the machine so in your in your de- if if you crush a gig it's not enough the next day you need to be contacting clubs putting yourself out there can I come and showcase in sydney can I come and do this where's
0: my next challenge where is it what am i going to do how do i keep going how do i make capitalize on what i've just done like yeah you can like you can win a battle you can seize the ground but then how do i fucking occupy it and like build on it you know like you gotta no i don't because i
1: think it's hard for me to do that i just i focus on my material as you can clearly see behind you with my whiteboard but i don't have a um i don't know where i don't know where i want to go i think i just have this picture in my head that i'm 65 and my material is just a little bit deeper and somewhat more funnier
0: when you go i'm fascinated by your comedy by the way how I, so it's wicked, thanks. it's really wicked,
1: but I see it as a work in progress because I see my goal is to be like a twenty years from now, how much better will I be? I can't wait till I get to that. why um, what's
0: what, what what's what about now?
1: I think I'm just starting to take a few steps into the deep end okay. like I'm fascinated by Louis CK at the moment. I'm listening to everything he's been doing yeah, because he made a he was doing absurd stupid comedy. And then slowly over the space of two to three years, he went from only having 45 minutes in 15 years to within three years, having five hours. What
0: changed for him on the, uh, like let's say on the work front,
1: exploring his innermost feelings on stage
0: to being what? So being truthful. Yes. And
1: honest. Like even if it doesn't sound right, like it. His, his epiphany was he'd come out... His first moment of awakening was when he went on stage and he said, I can't sleep. My kid's an asshole. I fucking hate kids. My and kid's then an it, asshole. And then it went off from there yeah. and he started finding... So, yeah i think that's what i want to do i want to explore myself deeper what i think on certain issues
0: so that, do you find that as a as a i guess a genesis point for making more material yeah. using that rule do you need to then guy identify what you actually care about what yeah. you actually hate what you like how does that work in your head
1: that exactly that like write opi- just opinions yeah. but you don't want to be preachy you just want to craft well, well, that's material
0: the, yeah, that's the i think it always starts big Right? Yeah. But then you've got to separate the attitude enough to then apply the craft, which is the yes. writing side and creating where are those punchlines, right?
1: Yeah. And it means bombing a lot in open mics. Because
0: I'm at that stage now. Like I've, got, like I've got some stuff and it's good, but I'm not talking about what I want to talk about yet.
1: Where do you want to go?
0: Um, I, I, like best case scenario? Is that what we... Like where do I want to go with my career? Career and material, both. I would, lo- I would love to be really cult. You know, like, I would love to go to any city anywhere and 50 people come. Mm. Because they just want to hear what I've thought of next. That's nice. I don't want to have big things.
1: I don't want to do Rod Laver.
0: I couldn't think of anything worse. I mean, like, <laughs> money's okay. I mean, I'm not, that's not something that drives me. No,
1: money doesn't drive me either. I left a big job. Yeah, so that's interesting
0: because I've never I've got paid a lot in the military and then I had like I guess some form of prestige success as a as a chef yeah and now I've never been happier yeah you you could have been a
1: millionaire dude if you were fucking smashing your restaurant at what 30 yeah you well, got hope you I could have o-
0: opened stuff I could have made like I think I had the know-how to and the drive I'm a very driven man oh yeah um, I know that about you yeah
1: I can fucking feel it but
0: I I but I've never been happier um, now and that's the only metric in which I think has any substance.
1: That's how you. That has your, to be. That's right? your ruler. It has to be,
0: doesn't yeah. it? I, I think anyone else who doesn't do that is 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 due for for a real sort of collision of themselves when they hit around forty-five and they go, "Well, fuck my, you know, didn't really work out what I want, and I've got a wife now, and like, you know, we're not that intimate anymore, and mm. like, I'm kind of looking elsewhere, and you know, everything's kind of happening at once, so I'm going to buy these cool shoes and get a boat." And just try and, like, fill that void. I think best-case scenario for, like, my life or our lives would be to never have that moment where I need to fill it with something that I think will give me happiness, which would then probably compound and create more problems.
1: Do you think it's, it's also a fine line, I think. You can't be too driven because if you're too driven, you become, like, a Spartan. You're all about comedy and there's no real life happening. Yeah. There's no There's no... Yeah. Um, for both of us, I'm speaking on our behalf. There's no female love interest. There's no um, extracurricular extracurricular activities, no yeah. hobbies. And do you know what I mean? Like that happened to me in London for a while, where I just became a fucking gigging machine. Yeah. I like looked in the mirror like a soldier, and I'm like, I will gig every night, and I gigged every night for six months, and by the end of it, I was cooked.
0: I I try and mitigate that now. I like I've got a I, I keep my my private life private, so like even on social media, I just I just use it for work, you know. Yeah. This is the gigs I'm doing. Hey, this is what I've been up to. Um, keep my friends, keep my, you know, what I'm up to on relationships. Just, just keep it all away. It's It's, uh, you know, I've got, I do things for myself. So I'm heavily interested in lots of things.
1: So, yeah, you believe in a balance. Like, you've got to have that well, happening. That's for me. Yeah.
0: That's, that's my part. You know? Yeah,
1: but in that place, you get material don't you and then you bring it across Absolutely. the bridge to the stage
0: yeah well i add the uh i add the
1: uh the absurd into the real of course because what happens is um uh if you become like i did a road comic yeah uh what happens like remember the 70s in america comics were just talking about airlines uh-huh. food on airlines just hotels shit. because that was their fucking life day in and day out that's all they did and that's where I started becoming freaked out in London because uh, I was traveling so much, gigging out of, living out of a suitcase. My material became gross. And then I moved back to London and my life happened. became gross. I love that. And I became, I got deeper. I, I'm a big watcher.
0: I walk a lot, walk a couple of hours a day. I like to look at nature. I look at trees sometimes. I, uh, I, I'm trying to do more of that. Like I, and then I, you get comedy from that. I, I, just wrote a bit yesterday and it's, it's nothing yet. But uh, there was a snail on the road and I was like, this guy's going to get run over. So yeah. I picked him up and I put him on the other side of the road. And then I couldn't think, off of six hours, I thought that's like the equivalent of me going into like light speed for a bit. And then I'm like, he's going to be, his life will never live up to that ever again. He's going to try to tell his mates. He's like, fuck man, I- we couldn't believe it. I flew like at the speed of sound, and yeah. then I got picked up in here. He's going to get depressed. You know, like his wife's gonna leave him. Then how do I like deal with that problem that yeah. I put on this snail? You know, like I'm gonna try and relate to him. I'm just like, the rain comes out. I'm gonna attach myself to a bin, just trying to get close to him. You know, like I just—that's like, a good bit, man. Yeah, I just thought of it yesterday. You could even but,
1: say like he's there at the spot again, waiting for that rush. Oh,
0: yeah. He's Like, come on, yeah. Aunt Michelle, you know, like and he's gonna try explain to his wife, you know, like <laughs> what happened, and he's gonna yeah. he's gonna walk in, and she's fucking his mate. She's like, I thought you're gonna be here tomorrow. You know, like he's just like. Crazy, he's gonna be homeless. He'll end up as a slug. Like it's just.
1: I'm biased, but I find it fascinating because I've got snails here in my driveway where there's, as you can see, there's 15 cars parked, and when it rains, they're all on the driveway. And I'm what like, what are they doing? You cunts are fucked. You're I, stupid. Get off. I'm obsessed with
0: partying too. Like I think partying is amazing. Like I think those snails, like what are they getting up to? Like are they just like going? This is amazing. Like if I could go back to any time in history and party, I would go to like the opening of Stonehenge
1: yeah right
0: like everyone in the immediate like vicinity is there you know like it took three generations to make just so like the moon can like align with it did it take 300 certain... years to put they together they dragged those stones from like 100 miles before like the wheel like yeah. it was fucking insane right and then like you just get there and then like there would have been an orgy there would have been like a feast like that would
1: have fucking gone off wouldn't it yeah
0: that's where I want
1: to go take stuff for syphilis though yeah <laughs> That's because every time I... Like I Who cares? I, you live
0: until you're 38. Like, yeah, fucking... they, they drop at
1: 30. Yeah, yeah, I remember like ancient Greece used to do that. There was a town, I think it was Athens or... Oh no, it was a proposition by Socrates. He said, let's all have an orgy once a year. Of course, Socrates, you're so fucking ugly. But he goes, <laughs> let's all have an orgy blindfolded, bear children. yeah, And that way those children belong to the village. Jesus. They're not, you, they're not like solely... Because he felt that we're all, we're, the society is f- flawed because we've all got our children and we're putting too much on them. Whereas if we all have an orgy once a year, we bear children, they become the village's children. You're in
0: this orgy, right? So Johnny Katz, you're yeah. back there. You're and having was, a... No, I had the
1: same thought you did. And then you're I am having like, a peak, right? I take syphilis medicine. <laughs> no,
0: but you're blindfolded. And they're like, hey, just like... Oh, you peak. Oh, I'm definitely having a peak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, it's Socrates again. <laughs> 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 same time as last year it hell <laughs> for sure <laughs> oh I love it and so Stonehenge hey you, like oh, I would just go back to like the Coliseum no, I like, love it
1: because I drove past Stonehenge a couple of times and God, I just it just captivated me
0: like I'd go see like Mozart's first gig or something you know like imagine when he's just on the scene mm. like you gotta see this guy he's amazing he's deaf like fucking why does he do that I don't know
1: like it's just incredible you know like was Mozart deaf no that was, no, was Beethoven I think or one of them, both of them, I know, both of them. Beethoven. Beethoven was deaf. He, he's deaf,
0: and he's he's making music. Yeah, like why? Like I don't and, know. But he's doing it better than anyone's ever done. Yeah, at this point in time.
1: That that that's fucking. It's a gene mutation causes brilliance every now and then, like Einstein. I think. Oh, but his brain was built differently. Um, Mozart. Interesting fact about Mozart. Weird. The guy was weird. Yeah. But we In a good way, like a bit Greek Italian, he used to put his finger up his girlfriend's ass before he went on tour, before it was cool, just to have something to sniff while he was on tour. He said, <laughs> And I'm like, That's so filthy and Oi, hot babe. at the same time, he's like, you filthy fucker. He's like, he's That's like, how you want to love a woman. He's like, Oh, babe,
0: we're going on tour. I love She's you, like, That's baby. Cool. He's like, But I just want someone to remember you, <laughs> Broop. <laughs> I'm deaf, so I need my sense of smell yeah. is amazing. <laughs> I, need, I want. And she's like, oh, look, he's got a lot of good qualities. but yes. Yeah, there's like some finger think about He's a good guy. He's a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, fuck. Oh,
0: Jesus. I don't know. Going back, I like the Coliseum thing because that was phased out. So eventually people went, hey, we, got, we went too far with this, right?
1: Well, yeah, that's great. So 300 Panthers to... Um, no, 300 four, guys versus 300 three, Panthers at Jesus. one stage.
0: Which means there was a period of time where they started phasing out the Coliseum.
1: I wonder if the Panthers would be intelligent enough to work out what's going on and gang up on the others, like, work together, would I, they? Or I don't that know just... the
0: result of the match, but... Um...
1: Can we... Is there a record or... <laughs> <laughs> record! They, they were, the
0: Romans were amazing record keepers. Um, but that's why they, they preserved everything's just so good. But um, when they were phasing out the Colosseum, there would have been these hardcore fans being like, hey, we probably shouldn't do this. Like, this is getting a bit insane. They're like, What? Oh, it's not fucking hurting anyone. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. a bit of fun, a bit of slaves. You know, it's like, they're the same people that are like, hey, we probably shouldn't rename Cheese. You know what I mean? Like, these yeah. real conservative bunch <laughs> yeah. that are like, it's just fine. Like, Imagine it's fun, the, right? Yeah, those
1: two had a bar, <laughs> fucking lefties. <laughs> Taken away glad gladiators. Or, what, we're
0: not allowed to kill them anymore. we yeah. just got to defeat them in battle. Like, fuck, this game's got soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the 80s, it was great. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> in, the 80, in the 80 AD, it was yeah. good, man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that uh, would make a good
1: sketch. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I was fascinated by all of those like crazy history things, because like, I think like the next sort of phase of like human sort of development is obviously definitely technical based, but like, what's going to happen when like, look at the, it took like 50,000 years for people to be like, Hey, instead of this spear, like use a bow and arrow, they're like, Hey, good idea. You know? And then like the first plane was like flown in, like 1911 or 1912. And now we're on the moon. Now we're in fucking the moon, right? So that's it's everything's speeding up. Yeah, Moore's law. Mm -hmm. And there's a point. There's I don't know if you know much about something called the singularity, Mm. but it's like technology. Who was it? Kurzweil. I think so. Yeah, but it's like technology is increasing so fast that sooner or later they will invent things that are obsolete by the time they invent the thing that replaces it. Yeah. And they're like we're gonna jobs will they're gonna have to make new jobs. Like we are on the cusp of a sort of financial big breakdown because the problem with our economic system is it's built on growth, okay? So the stock market, humans are amazing. They built this thing called the stock market and they're like, how do you control it? They're like, we don't, uh, it's crazy. The aliens come down, they're like, all right, cool. Like, what are you guys getting up to here? They're like, oh yeah, we've got climate change. Like, that's a good sign. You know, you, you hit the climate change part. You'll get through that. Like, You'll just figure that shit out. That means you're on, you've done industry well. You know, and then like we've got this economic system like interesting and they're like it's built on growth and they're like, hey, but like isn't that in problem with the climate thing? Because like you can't have more because the solution to the climate thing is less. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be this point where some big decisions are going to get made, which will drop out the financial system because like the good thing for the economy is to keep buying shit you don't need. More, mm. more, 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 always more and then get some more. Right. So that's going to fall out sooner or later. It has to,
1: it's, it's built to fail. Yeah. And will that be our lifetime? I think so. Can technology put some sort of break or cushion the fall somehow? Like slowly, like there'll have to be some form of like, we will get money different. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with this planet that can't be fixed by what's right with it. Absolutely. So I we think could so. find a way to steer the ship away from destruction.
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But like, So you're optimistic at the end. We can do anything. You know, we're going to like, it'll it'll take a long time. It'll be last minute, but we'll figure it out. Shit shit might get spicy. You know, like when when people lose all their jobs, because if push comes to shove and they're like, we can't do that job anymore. You have to stop. Mm. What are those people going to do? Yeah. They're the new peasants, right? They're going to well, start pushing back, get the power back.
1: Universal universal income system or some shit Have like to, that. Right? They're
0: saying something like that. Yeah, they ha- I think that's the that's the way. And like, we'll be fine because we're in first world countries. Okay, What's going to be really tough and really bad is for the developing world when they finally get to where we are now in 50, 60, 70 years and it's time to change. Then guess mm. what? They're back to where they were because they're outdated. Maybe, yeah. And that's the way it is. And that's the way it's going to be because that's the way power works. Power is... You stay in power by pushing anyone else down. America's really good at that. In the 1980s, Iran and Iraq had a war together, and um, they sold the Iranians' weapons, and then they gave the Iraqis targeting information so they could kill each other. Yes. Yeah, better. Yeah. Both of them. They're, they're like, yum, yum, yum. You know? Yeah. Because Uncle Sam push them both fu- down, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's clever.
1: It's very fucking clever. Um, do you think we're going to have... Seeing as you, you've been in the military, so that you've got an expert opinion on this... But do you think there will be a full-blown war or we're just going to have proxy skirmishes here and there? um, And if there was going to be a serious war, it won't be bombs. It'll be viruses and stuff like that. Like, why level a city with bombs when you can just release COVID plus?
0: Mathematically, yes. I mean, what happens when some crazy good hacker that just wants to see the world burn just gets into into the nuke system? Yeah, man. Um, and causes like a problem that means they have to like, once the, the wheels of the human lawnmower start up of that new war, very hard to stop. Very. And like that, like can happen through accident. There's a big, I think that'll probably be like, I mean, mathematically, that's my favorite quote from Albert Einstein. I mean, it's been a credit to him that no one really knows if it's true. Is they go, we got no idea what the third, the weapons that the third world war will be fought with, but the fourth world war will be with sticks and
1: stones. That is him. He said and that. And it's, and yeah. it's, um, I've read his bio.
0: It's gonna, when there's never been a, there's never been a, a point in history that someone's had a decisive weapon that hasn't been used. Is but that there, a good thing though
1: that they've got him? Because well, you, know, you mean, know that once I use one, the game is over. Well, so there, no one
0: wins. There's a, there's a, Big theory that I subscribe to—that nuclear weapons have caused more peace than pain. Yes. Because of mutually assured destruction, right? So as soon as, like, when you can start swapping cities, that's Nothing. crazy, right? Yes. And then it's like, who who's going to start that? Like, it's like it's like a boxing match mm. where you go, if I punch him, he's going to punch my family. So, like, let's not do it. So you,
1: what do you do? You have proxy wars. Like Russia is getting Belarus to fight. Shit like that. I mean, it keeps it, keeps
0: it all going, right? Mm. It's the way of the world, right? We like fighting. Everyone's fighting. But then you do it too much. Europe did that. Europe fought. Europe's a very violent place. It used to be. And then they had their fill. They went all the way. They went all the way, baby. Mm. And now, look at Western Europe now. They don't like it. They're not into it anymore. No. They've done it. They clocked it. They clocked the game. Hitler <laughs> clocked the game. <laughs> did. And you know the Russians did? It. Fuck you, right? Yeah. They... Leveled that joint hard. Japanese were like the craziest race on earth. Amazing people, Japanese, amazing innovators. They took the Kool-Aid all the way and they got fucking destroyed. They did. And now look at them. They got like wear weird clothes and like do peace symbols. Like it fucked their entire culture and they bounced back because they're amazing. But it's like, so sooner or later, the lessons from those things will go. So I think in like a hundred years when these world wars, there's people alive from World War II, right? When Mm. that is just kind of distant, Mm. young people start getting testosterone again. Those young people turn into old people, start making decisions. The cycle repeats. Off you go, baby.
1: We got to go to Kerrang.
0: Got to do a gig.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for coming in, man. This was a pleasure. It was a great pleasure. I like you a lot. Uh, We got to have... I like you too, man. (laughs) All right, we're going to end it there and Pash... Um, I've got to get you back on man with so much more to talk about because I love history as well and I didn't really get into your stand-up because uh, you're structured like myself you're disciplined like myself you've got whiteboards as well and I'm interested in finding out how you work on your material but uh, we have to go to Karang so we'll save it for another time thank you very much John cheers bro